Welcome to the Pharmaproof Podcast Series, a bi-weekly podcast to promote animal health through biosecurity. The Global Animal Health Product Management Team shares with you easy and digestible knowledge and info from the field that is farm-approved. Hello, everybody. I'm Carol. Together with my colleague, Ilin, we are from Technical Service Team. Hello, everybody. In the previous podcast, we discussed biosecurity and the five principles to put, to put it in place. I hope you still remember them. But to refresh, I can give the first one. So the first principle of biosecurity is the separation of low and high risk animals related to direct and indirect contact. And Carol, do you remember the second one? Of course, Eileen, the separation of high and low risk environments. Ah, nice, well done. I'm happy that you still remember. Okay, and the third principle is the reduction of the general infection pressure. The fourth one is the importance of transmission routes. And last but not least, Karel? Yeah, also size does matter. Indeed, size matters. Nice. Okay, I remember from the previous podcast that there are two different types of biosecurity. One for preventing incoming disease and one to control the spread of disease in the farm. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yes, I can. Indeed, there are two types of biosecurity. First, we talk about external biosecurity. What do we mean with external biosecurity? Um, For example, think on people, transport, animals... Everything that comes from outside the farm to your farm. So, a truck that is coming from feed supplier to yeah. deliver feed. Okay, yeah. He com- he's external and he comes on your farm. Another example, people. People like a veterinarian or a visitor. Somebody that wants to see your farm. We all have to see them as visitors and external people. They come from outside the farm to inside the farm. And that's the same with animals. If you buy animals, so the animals are coming from another farm to your farm. So external biosecurity really means something coming from outside to your farm and inside your farm. And all these vectors like people, vehicles, animals can bring pathogens on the farm. Yeah. And then internal biosecurity, I think it's spread the disease inside the farm. Indeed, the other part is the internal biosecurity. And with internal, we mean Something that we can spread from, for example, barn 1 to barn 2. If we have a farm with four barns, then we need to prevent the spread from one barn to another barn. Yeah. So that's there we can implement a day-to-day routine or a, a good day-to-day management to really prevent the spread of diseases 
from one barn to another barn to another barn. And that's really internal biosecurity. So really important to make the difference between external and internal. External coming from outside to inside. Internal is from inside to inside. One barn to another barn. Okay, nice. Um, and now let's discuss this. Uh, the different factors on the biosecurity and farms. Okay, different factors. We have a lot of different factors that are influencing a full biosecurity program. As you know, biosecurity is not only one small part, it exists of different parts. For example, we have um, new animals that are coming on the farm. If we think on the poultry sector, one-day-old chickens that are coming from the hatchery to our farm. That's a vector. Then we also have feed and water. Feed and water. Uh, feed has to be delivered by an external company, the feed supplier. Water is also something that can carry pathogens and that has to be maintained to keep it under control. Then we also have entrance hygiene. Entrance hygiene, it means everybody that wants to enter a farm needs to follow something, some rules. We also have vermin control or pest control. Really important one. We need to make sure that we have a plan to control rodents, insects and all these kind of animals um, because they can also carry pathogens and diseases. And as you know, uh, a mouse or a rat can walk a long distance, so they can really carry pathogens from one farm to another farm. Also, carcass disposal. That's another vector. It's also an important part. We really have to maintain it. We have to clean and disinfect our carcass bins or dead bins. And we really need a protocol for it, because animals that die are sick or infected or weak and they can carry pathogens. Another important factor, material and equipment that is used in the barn or outside the barn. Everything that is used during a production cycle has to stay in the barn and has to be cleaned and disinfected when we want to use it in another barn to break a route of transmission, to prevent the spread of diseases via equipment. And then another vector is the depopulation of the animals. So when the animals leave the farm and go to the slaughterhouse, for example, or we sell them and they go to another farm, transport is again coming on our farm. Transport has to be cleaned and disinfected because they come on many farms and they can really yeah, make a route of transmission yeah. uh, between different farms. And last but not least, cleaning and disinfection is also really important um, inside the farm, but also outside the barn. We really have to make sure that everything is clean and can be disinfected. So that are the different factors that can influence a biosecurity program. So you see, it's a full package. Yeah, okay, thank you. But just one question. Does the location also have an influence on the biosecurity? Indeed, location can also have an influence on the biosecurity program. We really need a good location for our farm 
Um, for example, we it's always better to not have a pond next to our uh, barns because yep. um, stunning water can uh, or is attractive for vermin and things like that. So it's it's better to have a nice location uh, with with enough space to really uh, optimize the biosecurity. Okay, perfect. And then. If I think about avian influenza, the spread is caused by wild birds. So yes, far- indeed. Yeah. So farmers has to think about external biosecurity. I am right? Yes, indeed. Avian influenza comes on your farm from outside. So it's indeed related to external biosecurity. Because um, avian influenza, there is a reservoir in the wild bird population. It's always there. So it's via the wild birds that it's coming on our farm. If we think on external biosecurity, then we really have to make sure that our barn is closed well. That wild birds cannot enter our barn. Because imagine a wild bird can enter our poultry barn. Then we can have direct contact between the wild birds and our poultry. And then we have a contamination of avian influenza inside our poultry barn. So it's really external. Uh, The same for, um, yeah, if if there is a window open in the farm, you you need to take care of it. And you have to be aware that birds can enter your farm. Doors, windows, uh, holes in a wall or something like that. That's really a high risk. Um, and and if we take care of that, we can really prevent incoming of disease. Okay. And if we talk about African swine fever, we also think on wild boars, but they don't enter the barn. How is it possible that they spread the disease? I hope wild boars are not entering the farm. That's <laughs> that's indeed a good point. And normally they they should not enter uh, a barn, um, but. It's also spreading via wild boars or waste. Uh, and waste, then I think on household waste or uh, leftovers of feed. Uh, imagine a truck parking along yeah. the highway. There, a lot of people are coming. They are eating there or they take a break and they go to the waste bin to remove the waste from their truck or leftovers of their lunch. Um, But I think you all know, sometimes the waste bins are really full. So people put it next to it. And then when it becomes dark, wild boars are coming to the parkings. They do their walk, they do their tour, they find feet. So they are really interested in these spots. They take the feet and that's how they bring or how they can transmit the disease to parkings. People are walking on the parkings, trucks are are driving on the parkings, they pick up the disease. It's really how it goes. eh? They pick up the disease and they transmit it to other places. If that truck that was on the parking that was contaminated from the wild boar with African swine fever, yeah, if this truck is coming on your farm and he's not disinfecting, he can bring African swine fever on your farm. Okay, whoa, 
very interesting. And but do you also have an example for the dairy sector? Yes, um, in fact, we have it in all sectors. That's it's not nice, but it's it's like that. And in the dairy sector, you have to keep in mind when you buy a new cow, you buy almost every time mortelaar. I know it's not nice to tell you, but it's really the situation. So. When a cow has mortellaro, you cannot always see it on the cow. So you buy a cow, the, the cow is coming on your farm and she's spreading mortellaro or she's bringing in mortellaro on your farm. So that's really external biosecurity. You buy animals from one farm and they come on another farm. But then, also important, there is also the internal biosecurity related to it because the new cow with the mortellaro is present in your farm and she's spreading mortellaro all over the barn to the other cows. So it's both external and internal biosecurity that are really important over there. Okay, and how can we prevent that? With like a quarantine period or...? Yeah, if you buy new animals, you should put them in a quarantine uh, barn or stable. Because you never know if they are healthy, if they are yeah. sick, if they carry a disease or a bacteria or something else. So we really have to put them in quarantine. And I know that's not so easy. Not everybody has a quarantine yeah, I uh, stable or barn. But if you can make a quarantine barn, you should do. That's that's the first thing to that you can do to prevent yeah. diseases coming in your other barns or the group of animals. Because then you can observe them a little bit. You can see if problems are popping up and then you can treat them before you put them with the healthy animals. Okay, thank you. Um, last uh, question. For salmonella, how does that work? Is it also external introduced? Um, in first place, yes. Because the salmonella comes in your barn. That yeah. can come because your boots are contaminated or you didn't wash and disinfected your hands before you uh, went in the barn or something like that. But then... Again, internal biosecurity is really important because when it, once it's in the barn, you have to prevent for spread of disease. If you have four barns on your farm, you, make, yeah, you have to make sure that you are not spreading the disease from one barn to another barn. So it's both external and internal biosecurity. But once salmonella is on your farm, or Campylobacter or other bacteria, you really have to control the disease and make sure that you doesn't transmit or spread it to other barns. Okay, so internal and external biosecurity are very important here. Yes, indeed. Both. Yep. Yep. To prevent, to control, to break transmission routes, really important. Okay, Elin, thank you. Now we have explained the principles of biosecurity and the different vectors. In the next podcast, we will discuss even more in detail 
the different vectors and how we implement them on the farm. Yes, indeed. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. Find us on all streaming platforms, YouTube and online at farmapproved.com. Check back in two weeks for new episodes. Until next time.